folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Hello, welcome back to The Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover. Me, overly enthused and worryingly knowledgeable Formula One fan, Christian Hugill. And finally, he's bloody turned up. Oh, thank the Lord. The team principal trying his very best to steer this show in the right direction. It's Greg James over here. And welcome to the podcast. If you're excited by the world of Formula One, you're very welcome here. If you're new, we will show you around the world of Formula One with the help of our regular driver co-hosts like Lando Norris, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, and many, many more. Plus, we'll get insight from loads of people behind the scenes in this fantastic sport that Betty and I are trying our very best to get our heads around and are doing a good job and very much enjoying it. This is is the first full team catch-up of 2024. Yay! Christian, how are you? Well, that, that, that noise signifies that you're happy, are you? Yeah, I'm really well. I'm really happy. I'm really well. Yeah, I'm in a good place. Thanks, Greg, for checking in. I'm really well. Are you okay, hon? I am. Yeah. I'm worried because over Christmas, uh, for those who maybe didn't see anything on my Instagram, I was given, I was given an Airfix model-making kit by my wife, Bella, to make a, a an old, uh, now decommissioned naval helicopter called a Sea King, which is like a life re- life saving rescue helicopter, and it took me about ten days to make it, and I almost had uh, a full breakdown while doing it. I seem to have rubbed off, so to speak, on Christian. Right, hang, on. hang on. God, it is very worrying. Greg, what have you started? Because oh, now we're going to have to sit here and look oh. at his stupid well, car. I'm, I'm, I'm back. And why are you clutching two models? What's I've collected model Formula One cars for a long time. Here's two examples. Oh, my God. Uh, I've got to my left uh, a McLaren. I can't remember which McLaren, but Lewis Hamilton's shiny silver one. And I've got a Red Bull Daniel Ricciardo as well. I've been after one for a while anyway. And then, Greg, you're right. You did rub off on me, as it were, because then I saw your new model. And I was like, I really do want a new model. But... In what is a damning indictment of the state of the British high street, you can't get a model shop anymore. So few model shops around. Do you not find? Well, yeah, I did. I mean, quite literally, I had this problem last week when I ran out of yellow paint for my helicopter. Oh, my and God. I had to drive 45 minutes to an industrial estate in the middle of Gloucestershire <laughs> oh my God. to try and, find, try and find a model shop. Could you not just use any old paint? Why do you have to get special paint? Oh, Betty. No. Oh, Betty Glover. Somebody doesn't know about model making. Absolutely not. You can't just pop down and use a bit of Dulux. I thought I was signing up to a podcast with two pretty cool people well you are you have changing my mind well you know what i take that as nothing but a compliment because we're we're passionate about things aren't we christian and that's that's what this podcast is celebrating yeah and there's uh, uh, there is something inherently satisfying about a model and the different liveries and the different paint jobs and my nan god bless her soul who was a massive f1 fan we used to go and walk around and look at the f1 models and it was magical it was something in it it's part of how i got hooked on this mad sport in the in model zone in broadmarsh nottingham <laughs> and that makes it all different doesn't it you know you want well, you think that, that we're nerdy for that and that's that's fine we i think football's overrated <gasps> and that's also fine don't get us started on cricket, Greg. Is, if you want us to go like... there, we will go there. <laughs> it's a, it is a brave statement from a cricket fan, isn't it? Just go and have your little lunch break, babe. Your little tea, tea and scones. 
Off you go. And you know what? That's what makes this podcast perfect because we're approaching it from different angles. Uh, what I will say is football is overrated. Cricket is underrated. Okay, there you go. Let's crack on with our brand new episode. We've got loads to get through. We've got a very, very exciting year ahead. And you know what? I think it was maybe you, Christian, before Christmas, you were saying, because we were getting a bit sad that the season had finished and you went, it'll be here before you know it. And it's true. Thing is, it doesn't really stop anymore. It used to finish when I was growing up, it used to finish in the first week of October and not come back until like the end of March. Whereas now they carry on till sort of December, 2024 season finishes in December. And it's first week of March this year. So it, there's less of a gap, which is nice for people like me. Because I do feel like I'm missing it now. I am. I said I was quite grateful for a break back end of last year. But I, now I think the fact I'm looking to buy a new model says everything that we need to know, I think. <laughs> Betty, can you give us a little bit of a rundown of what you've spotted the drivers being up to? They've managed to pack in so much that they must think that they've had ages off because they've done so many different things. So Lando Norris in particular, I've been looking at what he's been up to. He's been riding motocross bikes in Australia. He's been skiing in the French Alps with Martin Garrix. He's been going to award ceremonies and he's been on a boat. Like he's done, he's gone to so many different climates. He must not know whether he's coming or going. (laughs) Didn't I see, and admittedly, I was badly hung over at the time. Didn't I see that... Lando Norris was with Fernando Alonso on New Year's Eve. Did I make that up? Yes. No, no, no. That was true. With Martin Garrix as well, I think. I didn't I didn't see that. Was that true? What was Fernando doing there? It's like taking your dad clubbing. Let's not be ageist now. Come on. Uh, Fernando Alonso is allowed to get on it. Less Greg about his age, more about his... His temperament, he strikes me as a sort of distinguished gentleman of Formula One. So yeah, you, you go to clubs in your 40s all you like. I am I certainly will be. It just strikes me that he's not, that's not him. So I was surprised. I, I wouldn't put Fernando Alonso as a New Year's Eve Martin Garrix person, personally. This is it. This is why we need to get inside his head a bit more, because clearly he's fun, Ando. I agree. And all- <laughs> But also, I think he is fun. I'd love to go clubbing with him. I think it'd be great. Listen, I'm delighted he is. And I would love to go and watch Martin Garrix with Fernando Alonso. <laughs> no one's invited you. Sir. No, I'm, I, I've got to invite myself to these things, such as the position <laughs> I find myself in life, Greg. Yes, Greg, I've I've had some time to think about it. And yes, I would like to go clubbing with Fernando Alonso. Mm, I would. <laughs> I also saw Oscar Piastri do the most Oscar Piastri thing ever, right? He was supposed to be going to um, this big award ceremony. And he had to pull out last minute because he had to have three wisdom tooth, wisdom teeth taken out. Three. So we had to have three taken out. Yeah, three, which I didn't even know <laughs> was, it was a thing, but it is. Three taken out in one operation, had to miss this big award ceremony. I wonder if that's because he, they start rattling because he drives so fast over all the bumps. Do you know what? Does it, does it affect your teeth driving Formula One cars? I bet it does. Of course it must do. It affects everything else in your body because he's like, like clench, clenching the whole way. Like, he's grinning grinding them i imagine yes christian have you have you found some some dental news well yeah i do have dental news i thought when he had two wisdom teeth turns out we have four betty's right but most importantly what i was going to say with some actual f1 information that is all part of neck strength part of the reason why drivers need to have such strong necks is not just the g-forces as is popularly reported but also to keep the head still so Drivers can see 
and not have blurred vision, but also so teeth don't chatter and all that sort of thing. So keeping the head still is part of why drivers oh. have such strong wow. necks. Wow. Right, so I sort of, I was sort of right. You were. <laughs> his teeth had been bounced out of his face. That is such a, I never thought of that. I just thought Oscar Piastri's been eating too many sweets or whatever. He needs all his wisdom teeth out, whatever the situation. <laughs> never thought the two were related. I don't know Oscar Piastri's dental history, but that's a possible reason because that is why they have such strong necks to keep everything still so they can still see in a straight line and so everything's not vibrating too much. Well, look, there's something to look forward to for our first chat of the season with him. I had to go into hospital to have my wisdom teeth taken out, so maybe we could do a special on it. <laughs> what, from, from the dentist? Mm. We could compare, uh, me and Oscar compare notes on our, our wisdom teeth experience. <laughs> right, so we've also seen the adrenaline junkies at it again. So Valtteri Bottas cycling around the world and Lewis Hamilton jumping out of planes. If I was their team principal, I would be furious. I was like, for God's sake, I'm paying you millions of pounds. Please don't die. We need you to drive cars fast next season. Yeah, imagine being like that competitive that you just can't have your winter break off where you just sit down and watch the traitors on TV or whatever. That like you've got to get up and do something. Like, just just chill, just relax. Yes, well, I was, I was, I was wondering whether you two might want a, a winter break, but... Yet here we are in ja- on January the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing better to do with my life, unfortunately, Greg. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm so pleased that you're committed to this cause. Oh, by the way, I really enjoyed the Leah Block episode. Christian, did you, you must have had a nice time meeting her. So much of a nice time. And uh, she reminded me of Logan Sargent, not just because they are both American, but also do you remember when one of our favourite bits of last year was when me and Betty spoke to Logan after he'd had his first race and there was the sort of wide-eyed excitement on his face. You could just see that with Leah, even being at Williams HQ, surrounded by all the cars, where if you follow us on social media, at Fast Curious Pod on Instagram, you'll see the clips. And she just found it mad and fascinating being surrounded by cars. And like, oh, I'm in this F1 world. And it was, it's always nice to see people who are just so enthusiastic about something, being like, oh, this is so cool. So it was, it, and also she just seems like a lot of fun. So I think we're going to have fun with Leah Block this year. Yeah, one of our new co-hosts. So you can listen back to the episode that is just on on the feed. And we're looking forward to the 2024 Academy season, aren't we? I am very much looking forward to that. Also, Christian also spoke to um, Jamie Chadwick, who I am obsessed with as a person. I'm so jealous that I didn't get to meet her as well. She seems really Really cool. What was she like? Oh, she's lovely. And and um, we'd both forgotten we hadn't. She hadn't been on the podcast because I bumped into her at every race I went to last year and sort of gave her a hug. And therefore we sort of chat. I was like, I must get you on. And it was like, oh, finally I've got you on. So yeah, Jamie's awesome. Um, and she's had a busy Christmas. And I saw that Leah had been snowboarding as well. So they both fall into the um, <laughs> racing driver, just not stopping category. They never stop. Betty, shall we, um, shall we poke the bear? And talk about Christian's favourite new team name. <laughs> I think I've never I've never known someone to be so angry about a team name before. Now I know it is ridiculous, but now Christian, <laughs> they've they've changed it again. Right, get, let's, take everyone back to what this whole thing is. He look he's slumped in his chair because of this. Why why are you so grumpy about this, Grandad? Because I like heritage in Formula One, and we had an opportunity to go back to some heritage. So. The team that has historically been known as Sauber used to be called Alfa Romeo for sponsorship reasons. Alfa Romeo have now left the team 
And the reason they've left the team is because in two years' time, Audi enter the sport and they're buying the team. But there is a stopgap. Before Audi arrive, the team is sort of in a bit of limbo. So we all thought, oh, well, they'll be Sauber for a couple of years. It'll be nice to call them Sauber again. Lovely. But instead, they said, no, no, we're going to be called Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber, to which the rest of the F1 world said, don't be so f- stupid. And since we've last done an episode, they've changed their minds and gone, oh, it was all part of our grand plan. No, it wasn't. And now they're just calling themselves Stake F1 Team, which is still a stupid name. It's stupid for a number of reasons. Uh, the first is that Stake are a gambling company. Football fans might see them sponsor Everton Football Club. But Formula One, you might have noticed, goes around the world. And in some countries, you're not legally allowed to be sponsored by a gambling company. So in certain Grand Prix of the season, they will have to be known as Kick. <laughs> Their other sponsor, Kick, are a streaming company. Don't give something a name if you can't always call it that name. You wouldn't name your new child Malcolm if you sometimes had to go around to a relative's house who hated the term Malcolm so you couldn't use it. Name it something that you can name it. So I will therefore be calling them Sauber. Thank you. Right, so can, can I, could I, could I, if I was to have a child, could I call it steak? Uh, in, unless it was vegan, yes. That's the thing about steak, isn't it? Because when, you, when you're saying it, there'll be loads of people listening to this being like, what, you mean like beef? And they won't realise that it's not spelt because the word Friend. steak is funny. It's not. It's not particularly. I don't think it's particularly cool, is it? It's not like, oh my god, like Williams Racing or like Mercedes. And st- here comes the steak car. It's not just like one or two countries that don't allow it. It's quite a long list, isn't there? It's like Bahrain, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Japan. So what will they do with the car? Will they have to like literally take the name off and put kick on for each of these different races? Actually, this has happened because in the past, F1 teams which had tobacco sponsorship, cigarette sponsorship, when they got into certain countries, used to have to change the paint jobs for those countries. That happened with Ferrari and their Marlborough sponsorship, uh, the old Jordan team with Benson and Hedges. So that's happened in the past, but it's never happened with a team name. It just seems weird that we're all going to have to change the name, So, which is another reason why the name doesn't work and why, another reason why I think everyone will just call it Sauber. And there's also a lot of people who just don't want to constantly talk about gambling which is again very understandable so yes not for me mm. well what should what betty what what should we what's the best thing that we can call it to annoy christian so do we call it steak kick steak kick 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 the steak kick, kick, the steak salver you two okay kick kick, <laughs> kick the salver steak <laughs> you, could, you could just use its full name steak f1 team kick salver if you'd like which was the original plan before everyone went no this is a bit mad okay steak f1 team kick salver salver <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it wrong every single time, and Christian's gonna get more and more annoyed because we're gonna get all the words mixed up. Oh, brilliant! Did we also see the the most mad bit of this? That uh, as well as having a new identity and potentially a new colour, because they won't be red anymore off of Alfa Romeo. It looks like they're going to be lime green. So that's the only thing. We've got a nice, exciting new colour in Formula One. But they also bought Drake in for reasons I'm 
not entirely sure about, but Drake voiced their season launch as this as if this sport couldn't get any more mad. I really love it when Christian becomes 88 years old. <laughs> it's really brilliant. It happens a lot. It's so good. Drake? Steak and, steak and Drake? Well, that's why, isn't it? Because it rhymes with steak. So they call it Drake and Steak. Yeah. Actually, I quite like Steak and Drake. You can call it Steak and Drake if you like. That's quite good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. All right. We'll call it Steak and Drake. So here is the, what they posted. Guess who just took the wheel? We did. The Steak F1 team era is here. Buckle up. <laughs> it's so great. But my Look, Betty and I, I, I feel like, are more malleable in the modern Formula One world, just mm. to accept the nonsense. And mm. I know, I'm not saying that you don't, Christian, because you do fully embrace all the camp and all the all the ceremony and everything. But there's sometimes that it loses you and you go, oh, this is, take it seriously. And again, that's great. It's great that we have different perspectives on it. And I love all this. It's so stupid. But as long as the, as long as the racing is good, then, then that's fine. But a little, a little bit of steak and Drake, that's, uh, doesn't, that's never harmed anyone, is it? <laughs> Do you know what? At least it wasn't Will I Am. I was expecting Will I Am to pop up naming it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we'll take Drake any day. Well, Will I Am has become a sort of F1 ambassador and does officially backed F1 songs. I mean, you can make your own judgments about the quality of them. Greg's probably in a better position to comment on the quality of them than I am. Formula, 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 formula one. <laughs> I got the, I got the formula. I got the formula one. <laughs> anyway, you get the idea with that. There is also this thing of like Zinedine Zidane being an ambassador at Alpine. Legend. Ambassadors to sort of grow teams' brands is a sort of new modern F1 thing, which again, didn't happen very often. It's the era of F1 we're in. And as much as I, I pretend, I, you know, I actually think it's quite a cool thing to bring interest in and bring, you know, Zidane being part of Alpine and all that sort of thing. It, it can actually do no harm. It's quite mm. good fun. So I, I do like, I was slightly confused yeah. as to why Drake announced the new name. That slightly confused me a little bit. But, you know, I do like seeing other sports stars sort of lend their support to F1 teams. That's quite good fun. Betty and I aren't confused. It's Steak and Drake. There's nothing weird about it. It makes perfect sense. Steak and Drake. Something that doesn't make any sense, usually, are Christian's games. Now, do we have anything new from you today, Christian? What have you uh, What have you brought to the table? Well, the first and the curious, despite only being a year old, already has a long, rich and successful history in games. We obviously had uh, Play Your Cars Right, which was a hugely successful format. There was Liam Lawson or Michael Dawson, which we all enjoyed. My favourite, yeah. Excellent game, excellent game. Greg, sadly, you missed that episode, so we'll bring that back for you at some stage. I enjoyed it from afar. And it's actually, I, I, I actually think best enjoyed from a distance as well. No, sure, sure. There was yeah. Greg's game, Whose V Is It Anyway, that got me quite mm. stressed. That, that, by the way, it was a great game, okay? It was different noises of different engines throughout the years. And actually, I've, as I'm describing it, I've realised how it is. Let's move on to the next game. Inspired by all these team changes, welcome to our new quiz format, Whose team is it anyway? Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. This, ladies and gentlemen, is how the game is going to work. There is going to be five questions in the game, but each question will have the opportunity for a bonus point to be scored. 
Greg, better you are playing against each other. Write your answers to the five questions down. Then we will pause and we will reveal the answers at the end. Okay? Contestant number one, team principal Greg James, are you ready? Hello, yes. <laughs> Contestant number two, co-driver Betty Glover, are you ready? Hello, Christian, I'm ready and I am raring to go. Then let's play Whose Team Is It Anyway? <laughs> Question number one, which team on the current F1 grid started life as Minardi? Oh. And for a bonus point, you will also need to tell me which driver on the grid drove for them. I think there was a clue in the live episode because Minardi, I remember being mentioned, wasn't it? Something there like was a clue in the live episode. That's all I'll say. Oh. Play along at home if you like. Join in the fun. Oh, <laughs> Betty's swearing already. Oh. Question number two. I'm about to read a list of Formula One all-time greats. You need to tell me which one hasn't given their name to a Formula One team. So Jackie Stewart, Alain Prost, Jack Brabham, John Surtees, Nicky Lauda. Which one of those hasn't given their name to an F1 team? And if you'd like a bonus point, you can tell me how many Drivers' World Championships have been won between those men. Oh, this is hard. This is a hard question. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I don't know. You can guess. That's why it's multiple choice. That's part of the joy of the format. Come on, I've got yoga in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll do yoga later too, actually. You're being distracted. Question number three. Which of these car manufacturers has not had its own Formula One team? Oh. Ford. BMW. Caterham, Toyota, or Jaguar? Oh, that's hard. And if you'd like the bonus point on this question, you'll have to tell me which team Ford will enter F1 with in 2026 as an engine supplier. Oh, I know that, I think. <laughs> A lot of swearing from our contestants, I will say that. Yeah, you'd edit this out in, if it was catchphrase. Question number four. Virgin F1 raced in the sport in 2010 and 2011. But how many points did they pick up in that time? And for a bonus point, how many wins? Oh, come on. There were virgins in Formula One in 2010 and 2011. But how many points did the virgins win? And how many races did the virgins win across the two seasons of virgins being in Formula One? You were definitely a virgin in 2011. That was actually the year I would have lost my virginity, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Greg! <laughs> I didn't expect this quiz to go in that direction. Neither did your parents. No, they certainly didn't expect it to go in that direction, I can tell you. <laughs> and question number five. All of these Formula One team names are completely made up, except for one. So which is the real name? Sharon? <laughs> Shannon? Sheila, Susan, Shiwadi Wadi. <laughs> or, or Steak F1 Team Kicks Alba. <laughs> Could be made up. Actually not. All of these F1 team names are made up bar one. Which one? Sharon, Shannon, Sheila, Susan, 
Shiwadi Wadi. And for a bonus point, you can tell me how many UK number ones did 1970s British rock band from Leicester Shiwadi Wadi have? Wow, this is this is really tough. Go on then, let's go through the answers because I do have yoga in five minutes. It's a tough quiz. We'll give you a couple of moments to consider your answers and we'll be back after this short break to reveal the answers. What? There's no break. It's a podcast. Welcome back to The Fast and the Curious. <laughs> so let's reveal the answers. For question one, I asked you which team on the current F1 grid started life as Minardi. Betty Glover, what did you write down? I don't think I've got a single answer right, so just humour me. I thought I got this right and then I think it's now wrong, but I put Red Bull. Uh, and Greg James, what did you put? I think Alpha Tauri I put. Greg, correct. Alpha Tauri, a point for Greg James. Mm. And uh, did either of you get, for the bonus point, which driver drove for them? For drove for Minardi? Mm-hmm. I guess uh, Bottas is incorrect, Betty. I've got no idea. Um... Yeah, uh, both of you should have got that. Fernando Alonso, obviously, because oldest. Oh! Question two. Uh, so Jackie Stewart, Alan Prost, Jack Brabham, John Surtees, Nicky Lauda. Only one of those hasn't given their name to a Formula One team. Greg, which one hasn't? I went for Surtees. Betty? I went for Surtees, only because I know someone called John Surtees, so... Great, good reason as any. You're both wrong. Nicky Lauder is the only one not to give his name to a Formula One team. He actually had a crucial hand in bringing Mercedes to F1, or bringing them back to F1, I should say, but didn't give his name to a team. And any educated guesses as to how many drivers' championships between them? Betty? I don't know. Um, It's fun. Guess. (laughs) Fifteen? It's fun. Nothing quite like something that's not fun by someone telling you it's fun. It's fun. I'm going to guess 37. Okay. Betty, I'm going to give you a point because you were one out. It was 14. So it's one all. Question three. Which of these car manufacturers has not had its own team? Ford, BMW, Caterham, Toyota, Jaguar. Betty, what did you put? Caterham. Greg, what did you put? I, I put BMW, but I now know that's not right. You're both wrong. It was, in fact, Ford. BMW are, in fact, a former name of the Sauber team. They were BMW Sauber for a time. So neither of you get a point. Yeah, I knew, I, I, I knew that. Really? I thought Ford were in it. They've been in it as an engine supplier, but they've not had their own team. Oh. Ford are coming back as an engine supplier for one team in 2026. Can you tell me which team? Yes, I think it's Red Bull. Yeah, I put that too. You're both right. Point each. It is, in fact, Red Bull. Yes! The scores are currently tied at two all, which makes it incredibly exciting. Does it? it no, no, it is exciting. Okay. Producer Jimmy, stop shaking your head. It is exciting. Question number four. If you're enjoying this quiz, by the way, at Fast Curious Pod, please let us know. Question number four. If you're not enjoying it, keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> Question number four. Virgin F1 raced in the sport in 2010 and 2011, but how many points did they pick up in that time? Greg James. I think it's zero. Betty? I've written, don't know, ten. Greg, correct answer is zero point to you. And therefore, how many wins did they get? Betty? Zero. Zero. Point for Betty, point for Greg. It is zero. Still very close heading into the final question. Uh, It is four points to Greg James, three points to Betty Glover. And only one of these Formula One team names is not made up for question number five. Sharon, Shannon, Sheila, Susan, Shawaddy Waddy. Greg, which one is not made up? I think Sharon. You think there's been an F1 team called Sharon? (laughs) I want there to be. Okay. Betty? I went Sheila, because Sheila's wheels. (laughs) Rubbish reasoning. Rubbish reasoning. You're both wrong. Shannon was a team which, get this, raced for one lap. Shannon retired after one lap of its only race at the 1966 Grand Prix in Brands Hatch. 
one lap wow. Shannon did. Why didn't she why didn't she make it more laps? What happened? Because she was rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Knackered. And for the bonus point, how many UK number ones did the nineteen seventies British rock band from Leicester Shiwadi Wadi have? Betty Glover. Zero. Uh Greg James? Five. Uh you're both wrong. It was one. 1976's timeless classic Under the Moon of Love. Which means the inaugural winner of Whose team is it anyway? Is Mr. Greg James with four points compared to Betty's three points. Very, I'm, I'm annoyed, Betty, and I think you will be as well about the BMW answer to that question. Yeah. But most importantly, what did you think of the format and my latest game? Well, I mean, I like the idea of sort of a question and answer situation. I like, I like, you know, I like a quiz. <laughs> right. Now, guys, I do have to go to yoga. It's very important. Uh, it's a non-negotiable. Mm. I have to uh, preserve myself and my body. Um, so I'd like you to finish off this finish off this podcast. Is it a personal yoga session or a do it, group? I do it, I do it on Zoom. So I'm gonna close this Zoom down and I'm gonna get Nat up on the other one. I could put her on this call if you wanted. Say hello. <laughs> oh, that'd be really good. No, she's really chilled and she would hate it. I don't want to do that to her. I'm very chilled, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> We've only got a few listener, well, one listener question, I think, to ask Christian. So I can ask him that. Well, and you, made, go. you made it sound like we've got one listener. We've got one listener that has decided to ask a question to Christian. <laughs> the, the listener is asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go. Lovely to see you both. Bye. Bye. Bye, Greg. Bye, listener. Well, that listener is Kim. What's Kim asked, Betty? Kim has messaged saying, 2023 was my first season properly watching Formula One, but because I was... Because I probably got the bug partway through the year, I'm new to this period of no racing. So what happens before the first Grand Prix and will there be anything exciting? Yes, and it all really starts towards the end of January, early February, where the teams do what are called team launches. Now, really, in the old days, it used to be where we got to see what the cars look like. But the reality of the situation is, at that point, it's just a show car. It's not actually what the cars look like. But it's a point where the drivers do an interview with someone and say, this is what we're excited about. We get to see what the team colours look like, what the liveries look like. Then they go to a sort of shakedown where they are driven out for the first time and drive a few laps. We are going to be at a couple of shakedowns, which is extremely exciting. So keep your eye on this feed for that. And then we're into the real stuff, February the 21st to February the 23rd, pre-season testing. And that is where we will get to find our first clues as to who is going to be quick in the 2024 Formula One season. So it's all on the way. Launch, shakedowns, live freeze, testing. It's all coming back. And then the first Grand Prix is the 29th of February in Bahrain. We need to get our pre-season predictions in one day. Like we need to Well, we need to do We that. are going to be doing a proper preview of 2024 in a very, in a very surreal and unusual way. I won't say what. Yeah. We've also before the season starts got a couple of special episodes. We've mentioned we're going to be at some shakedowns uh, and we've got a really special episode that I'm not going to say too much about Betty, but here's the clue, right? I have been to the house of a proper all-time legend of the sports and it was really surreal and I'm excited to talk to you about it. I am so, so excited to hear this because this is a proper legend. This is legend of the legend that you've been speaking to. All-time legend. But yeah, like Christian said, we're going to be back 
plenty of times before the season gets underway. So keep those questions coming in. Any thoughts, any feelings, if you're wondering anything, if you want us to talk about anything that comes to your head, let us know. We're Fast Curious Pod on socials or fastandcuriousacast.com. I might go and join Greg's yoga, I think. I quite fancy a stretch. Oh, go on then. Off you go. Poor Greg. Ruining his zen. Bye-bye now. Bye. 